Uh, okay, we connected today, folks. How about that? Music coming, show on the way. Tax the rich, feed the poor, tell their own old rich no There we go, getting started here on the Wednesday edition of the Radio Ranch 14th, uh, as Samuel informs me. It's the 14th of September, Roger Sales, and uh, streaming on the Eurofolk Radio Network, I hope and think. And uh, so here we go on the Wednesday edition. I had a couple of conversations going here before the show started, as we normally seem to do. Uh, And one of them was a new guy, and your name uh, is Wahib, is that right? Now, Wahib, now. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I have to learn how to work this thing. I'm not okay. a, I'm not tech, tech yeah. friendly. I received a, a letter. Uh, uh, is it all right if I just get right to the point? Well, 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 yeah, I think you ought to give the back a little background for the Oh, audience. okay. My name is Wahib, and uh, I live in Long Beach, California. And I have listened to your show on and off for the past probably two, three months. And my friend Paget loaned me, I think your book, uh, 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 Justice. I can't. Uh, hold it. My book, what? Your book. So, so, uh, so, she loaned me your book. Okay, hold on. Sovereign Why? to Why? Sir, sir, okay. serve to, sov- serve uh, no, to sovereign. No, 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 no. Sovereign to serve. Uh, government sovereign by the, to serve. Government by the treachery and deception of words. Okay, so she, yes. uh, Paget loaned you the book. Right, correct. Uh, All right. And I've been reading that on now, and off. Now, hold it. Somebody I'm, wants to call me here. Of course. Uh, whoever it is, you're done. Uh, good morning. I'm on the air. I'll have to call you back. Okay, so go ahead. And um, so I've been reading that on and off. Uh, but, yes, about a week ago, uh, Couple of, a couple of days ago, I received a jury summons to, sh- and 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 Padgett was trying to help me as best she could, but I haven't done my affidavit yet, and I don't have my national or my uh, passport. <clears throat> Although I've been, and that's all of it's all of it's my fault. I I you know I'm working all six days a week, so I haven't gotten to the affidavit or to the. So now I have the jury summons. I, I, some, some of my friends tell me I should just throw it in the trash. And, uh, but, it, but then I'd already called the little ticket thing they had up on top. And, uh, and so I try, and I, so I put it on, on the paper that, you know, that it would financially, financial hardship to see. And so I, so I suppose in another 30 days, they're going to send the, response to the i'm sure you know about all this uh roger you've heard of all this that type of thing before and so uh so i just gotta wait and see if they go for the but i'm wondering some people say i'm wondering could i tell them i'm a national now although i've done the affidavit or sent to the state department i wouldn't but you can if you want just go through the motions and here's what you do go out Tell them you're a member of the Fully Informed Jury Association. 
fully informed jury. And I, I'm going to have to write that down because once I get a chance, uh, I can't leave this without. I want to send it into. No, if you can find one of their little books, there's little booklets that uh, been, people been handing out for 30 years on the Constitution. It's it's oh. sponsored by the Fully Informed Jury Association. That's called FIJA, F-I-J-A. If you could acquire fully informed, fully informed jury association. Correct. It's called FIJA, F-I-J-A. And F-I-J-A. Correct. Dot org. It's in the chat room. You can send them a little booklet, tell them you're a member of Fully Informed Jury Association, and ask them if they still want you. They won't want you. Okay. Oh, when I go to, if I go to that court, because you know they're not going to go, you know, you're not going to go to court. They're going to bring you in. You're in a jury summons. They're in to start doing what they call vor dire, which is picking a jury that hears a case. Okay. Right. So they're soliciting you to come be a member of the jury pool that's going to be picked to hear a case. If you'll send them a find a little if you can find someone somewhere find a little fully informed jury association booklet and send them a letter and tell them you're a member of this and ask them if they still want you. This is if you don't want to serve on the jury, which I'm assuming you don't. So find the Fiji book, fully informed jury booklet. You ask you ask Paget; she'll know about it. Okay. Now okay, here, now here's good. the other side of that coin. Okay, there's been uh, ideas in our community for many years that when you get summoned for jury pool, you ought to go attend it and try and sit on the jury because now you got a chance to throw a throw a monkey wrench in their deal. Okay, so and I'm not telling you which way to go. I don't know your circumstances. It doesn't sound like that. Where's all that noise coming from? Okay, thank you. Are, are you hearing noise in my background? Well, I, I don't know where the hell it's coming from, quite frankly. Okay, but uh, uh, but I it hear is it. From him. Okay, it's in your it's in your background. But either okay, I'm walking around outside. Okay, well that's probably part of it. So ask Pageant about fully informed jury association. If you don't want to serve, go to the jury pool and answer the summons. Send them that and tell them you're a member of that, and ask them if they still want you. Okay, so when they send me the reply of my, because uh, I sent them a reply that it, it would cause financial hardship, I can... Let's see what they say to that, first of all. Usually, that'll kick you out right there. Right, because I have to work six days a week. You know how the circumstances are in Los I, Angeles. I, well, no, I don't. Thank God I don't, but I can imagine. Okay. <laughs> That's good. No, but, uh, yeah, so, yes, so uh, let's hope that this financial hardship thing goes through and well, I don't have to be bothered. Well, the, you got a second line of defense. Start working on that. and uh, The Fiji, the Fiji is my second line of defense. Well, that's what I see. I mean, we closed down, my buddy Harvey and I closed down an entire federal building just handing those things out one day. <laughs> no, I'm not you kidding know, you. We literally, you we literally closed down the Richard B. Russell Federal Building, handing out Fiji brochures in the parking lot. I know one thing. This is going to put fire under my feet to get started on this affidavit. Well, uh, this it, is why this is happening. Well, it could be. I believe. Could be. Learn your stuff. Learn the information. Learning the information is where your freedom is, not filing paper. Okay, you said that before. You, you I say it all the time. So, so the, 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 uh, learning, reading your book, and studying. Uh, I, she sent me Gordon, Gordon, George Gordon, George, also. George Gordon's very good. 
was she very good. A lot he's, of, de- he's dead now, unfortunately. Right. And uh, she sent me that. So you said learning the Learn information. the information. Learn what you're doing here. Learn why you're filing the paper. Learn what the paper re- represents. Learn the mechanisms that got us all into this thing. Because you see, learning the information is the only – if you file this paperwork, nothing changes. The world ain't going to change. Nobody's going to stop you on the street and pat you on the back. Nobody's going to buttress you. Say, you file that affidavit. None of that's going to happen. The change has got to be with you. Understanding and the, the only way the you change. Okay, let me finish. The only way you change oh, sorry, is sorry. by learning the information. That way, your freedom is more secure. If anybody ever challenges you, you can rebut whatever they're saying. You can explain it to other people so other people can follow this path if they want to. Then you've also that's where your reempowerment starts, and you're getting back in contact with God and God's laws. And in the future, when this whole damn thing falls, because if you don't think it's going to fall, you need to go soak your head somewhere okay we're going to have information to rebuild so there's four key reasons to learn the information if you file the paperwork and you don't earn the information and you don't change nothing happens nothing What we're trying to do here is affect change by freeing individuals and becoming a group of strong individuals. And the only way either one of those things happen is when you learn the information. It always goes back, learn, and have command of the information, period. I know that 14th Amendment really, I mean, they've got everybody thinking the that that means something to black people and all this and that that it does it means they took the black people and enslaved everybody by using you that's what it means right i understand that now it's 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 basically they're manipulating the race issues of course it's what they always do divide and conquer it came from confucius it's only been around a couple thousand years What's that that guy uh the guy that they did the riots over they really pushed it with that one really hard the uh, yeah, you mean the, the, guy? the porno star fit and all that yeah, yeah yeah that dude and George uh, Floyd George Floyd and I saw I saw through that the minute I saw it on TV and but I can't say anything I couldn't say anything cuz I didn't want to be, be mis understood as uncle tomism and right well you know why he and i'm assuming you're a black guy okay one of the yeah the the greatest things that's happening here is the black community to some extent is waking up to this scam and i've been preaching for years somebody get my information to lewis farrakhan you want to see changes in the black community get this information to lewis farrakhan uh, and, and, but the Moors have been taught. He's not even listening to the Moors. The Moors say the same identical thing that you say. The Moors, you know, the M-O-O-R-S. Yeah, 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 I know. I know. They conquered Spain. Yeah, and they've been saying, get out of this citizenship. And I, I don't know why he, it hasn't gotten to him. Well, they may they may have gotten to him. Hell, I don't know. You know, I just know he's a great spokesman. He, he calls out the Jews. He knows what's happening. And if he had this information and started teaching it to his multitudes, I, I mean, it'd freak the feds out. It's the blacks that they're using, for God's sakes. They've used right, you to enslave everybody. They didn't free you. Free you. Farrakhan is over 80 years old, and they've been poisoning his food. 
It wouldn't surprise me one bit, okay? Yeah, I know about that also. And he's uh, had on and off again radiation. But I don't know why he's doing I, this radiation you thing. Know, I, he's a vegan. He's I a vegetarian. A, I had an email a while back from a guy in Oregon, black preacher. He has this umbrella organization with 4,000 black churches in it, okay? And I got an email from him. He had his phone number on it. So I just picked it, which I virtually never do. I picked up the phone and called him because I was really excited about it. And I get his wife. is He's like his secretary. And she goes, who's calling? And I said, Roger Sales. And she said, oh, we're listening to you right now. <laughs> and so, but I've never heard back from the guy. He's got 4,000 churches in his organization. Okay. So it's, it's politics. Well, I don't know. Way, I don't man. know what it is. I don't know what what it is, but I know that if we could get this to one of the black leaders in the in the black community, we, it could have a supreme impact here. But you know, all I can do is just get on the air and day to day try and get this message out, try and help help you guys understand it, try and get you all free, try and get you where to a point where you can start telling other people and your friends and family and neighbors and even people on the damn street that you pass. Okay, but none of that. Happens happens without you learning the information i hear you is it easy no it's not tremendously hard it just takes time you're gonna have to study you're gonna have to get your brain cells working again all those things have to happen but the question is is your freedom worth that i can't answer that question for you and that's something everybody keeps but the media, the media is manipulated this well, thing. To, it's almost impossible. Well, and with the coronavirus thing, everybody's it's a well, mess. I understand all that. You know, I'm, I understand all that. Believe me, I've been living through it for many years. I've been trying to teach people this stuff for thirty years, Wahib. Thirty years. Okay. Very few ever wanted to listen. Now, things are getting damn bad. People are looking for answers, and they want to listen no matter what the damn. The media is lying to them. The media is shooting themselves in the foot. The media is coming out there and saying there's no inflation. It's the best economy ever. There's no immigration problem. The border's secure. And everybody knows that's a lie. They're shooting themselves in the foot. Anybody that's listening, let me tell you, anybody that's watching the establishment media is probably not a prospect. Yeah, my mother. My mother, I mean, she opens the door. She, the minute I talk, she says, hey, if you start with that, you can go right, turn around and head right back out. I know. My mother used to be the same way. She's come around, thank God. But, you know, you see, those people, here's, here's, their, here's their deal. There's a guy named, I believe his name was Mussini. He was back around the turn of last century. Uh, uh, Mussolini threw him in prison, okay? And while he was in prison, he was writing, very prolific. And he's the guy that came up with what we're dealing with today, called the Long March Through the Institutions. Because they take every institution in our whole culture has been compromised. So they're taking that fact that it used to be good and people believed it and now they infiltrate it and turn it around against them and start lying to them. But the people like your mother can't break the conditioning. Right. And then you got Alex Jones who's sending so many mixed messages. And I like the guy. I don't, you know, and I know you listen to him too. I watch Alex, you know, I'm, there's a lot of things he says I don't agree with, okay? But it, it goes back to he is the point of the spear in this battle, and if you guys don't think so, you ain't paying attention, 
Okay. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying some people, some people say that he's counter. What do they call well, it? We got uh, several of those on here. Okay. But, uh, I mean, it's just, you see the dissension they like cause. Do you wrong. see the I, dissension they cause within our own ranks? Right. Right. Okay. Right. Do you see that? We're talking about it right here. Yes. You got a guy that's been for 30 years building something. Has he ever done everything right? No. Okay. Was he brash and full of testosterone when he's younger? Yes. Has he matured? Yes. You have people like, the, well, the biggest people in our movement come on his show and work with him. It doesn't sound like somebody that's a shield to me. They went hey, after. This is not the way to start this program, okay? The long march through the institutions was Antonio Gramsci. Okay, Gramsci. Gramsci, yeah, G-R-A-M-S-C-I. And guess who was a big proponent of his? Buttigieg's dad. Wait, I didn't catch that. But, But judge? Yep. Oh, but judge. Guy, okay. Yeah. Well, that's 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 His why father, butt judge yeah. is like he is. Okay. Well, he got groomed, no doubt, with all these good fellas. Okay, let's get back to Wahib here. Wahib and your jury summons, which brought all this <laughs> on. Okay. Yes. If you've already responded to them, if they if they respond back to you, go go in the interim. Find yourself a feed your brochure somewhere. Search online or something. They used to cost a dollar, all of a dollar. And send that to them. If you can't find one, just write them and tell them you're a member of the fully informed jury association. And I, they won't, they won't choose you. Okay. Right. And if they do, maybe you're sitting on a case that you can go in there that's wrong and throw them a, a hitch in their giddy up. Right. Right. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Well, why he fully might- informed juror. Oh, hold on, Wahib. Fully Informed Jury Association. Fully Informed Jury Association. I'm going to get a pen and write that down. Okay. Just ask Paget. She'll know. FIJA. F-I-J-A. Can you remember that? F-I-J-A. Yes. Okay. That's FIJA. Fully Informed Jury Association is what that stands for. Dot org is the website. Dot org. Is it FIJA.org? Burr? Yes. Okay, Fiji.org is the website. Okay. Okay, I appreciate everything, and I'm going to listen. Uh, I'm going to listen on on for the, for the next hour or so. Okay. Well, that's good. Why? Nice to meet you. Fiji.org. Yeah, that's it. Nice to meet I'm you. Tacky. Nice, I'm tacky. Nice to talk to you. Uh, hold on. What? Who's, Sue's tacking it's something? Marca. I'm tagging you on Telegram, Wahid. Okay, yes, please do. Please do. Okay. I just dropped it. I don't, in the I don't know. I don't know what that means, but whatever can keep. It, it means <laughs> all right. All right, all right Wahib, let me, I'm gonna give you some education here. Okay. In the old days, when we were in the common law, the jury decided both the law and the facts. What they've done now is when a jury gets instructed, they'll the judge will tell them, "You judge the facts. I'm going to tell you what the law is." That's the difference. Yeah, that like that judge did uh, Alex Jones. Well, she well, said, well, yeah, she said he, she didn't tell him what she, she uh, damn gave told him he was guilty before the damn yeah, thing started. Right? Yeah, she said we're just in other words we're, we we already know the crime. We just want to find out your, the exact uh, 
facts of the crime. You're dealing, <laughs> you're dealing with Bolshevik communists here. They've got control yeah, of the country. Stalin. They've turned Trotsky, if you want to be more accurate. They've turned the whole oh, thing around, okay? And they've weaponized all this stuff. The January 6th fiasco, Alex Jones's fiascos. Uh, the, there's other examples, too, okay? That's what's going on. That's what we're fighting. Trump, Trump and the whole raid and all that fiasco. It's just one it? after another, okay? What is, can I ask you questions about Trump? What is your take on him? Is he a? Is there anything I, solid? I think Trump is a is a guy that got in way over his head. Okay, I think that he, from an outsider, he didn't know the inside of how D.C. works. He may have known how the Jews work, but he didn't know how they work in D.C. And he got in over his head. Hell, he married two of his children into Jew families for God's sakes. Yeah, and he had, but he had that guy, that that guy. Even before he ran, he had that Rothschild guy. Remember the silver guy? What was his name? The guy that used to push silver, uh, truth, tr- uh, real truth, something or other. I, I don't know. His name was Chris Dunn, Christian Dunn. But he, anyhow, he had that that Jewish guy from the Rothschilds as his. When he had that billion dollar uh, let debt, me, let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a fact here, Wahib. In my in the book you're reading, okay, of mine. Sovereign to serve. There's a bunch of excerpts out of there from a congressman named Louis T. McFadden, who was a great congressman a hundred years ago. Okay, he blew the whistle on these guys every time he got up on the floor of the house. He made a statement in the early 30s. They control every office, every important office in Washington. They controlled every important office in Washington almost 100 years ago. How much control do you think they've got now? They're much. They're very much into psychological things. Oh, it's, and, it's all uh, well. They're Pavlovian, man. I mean, you know, they, they're, they're into psychology and yes, psychology, of course. Psychological. That's shit. how you control people's minds, right there, and they do a damn good job of it. Okay. And another another friend of mine said they inter intermarried with all the different racial groups. Well, they they've intermarried with all the royalty groups. That's why they control all the companies, countries. They've gotten themselves in royal lineage. Okay. Right. I read I read that also in, in another book. Oh, so much stuff. This is really Well, welcome to the welcome to reality, Wahib. I'm trying to pull you out of that and see if I can get you in the other reality, all right? But you're well, not, I used to be just a listener, but now that this jury jury thing that pulled me into the game completely. Well, there you go. So you know, it's like I've said for a long time: people are on the on the side until their ox gets gored. What happened? You got a jury summons, your ox got gored. Now you're here. Okay, I mean, isn't it that simple? Oh, yeah, pretty much. I would just be listening. I wouldn't be. But but you know something something happened before this. I had pepper sprayed somebody's pet bull, and they made a federal case out of it. It got th- thrown out. But was the pit bull attacking you? Some guy had it chained to a donut place, a donut place that I go every day, and the damn thing ran after me. And the guy, I told the guy, "Hey, your dog." just attacked me and he said shut the hell up my dog didn't do anything to you huh? and he walked back 
and then he walks back into the donut shop, and I went ballistic. I said, "You son of a bleep bleep bleep!" I said, "I'm calling the police right now," and, and, and but the police told me, you know, we, all we can do is call the health department or something about or some sh- crap like that. Uh, and then I'm, I'm yelling at the guy and the manor, uh, owner of the donut shop is yelling, asking him to leave with that pet bull. And then the guy, uh, the guy walks out and starts walking towards me and lets the thing go on the damn chain. And I pepper sprayed him. And so I called the dog, the, or the dog or the guy. <laughs> The, uh, it, it, the pepper spray got on both of them, but uh, I, 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 I mainly was concerned about the dog. Yes, I understand. But, <laughs> but the, so I called the police and I said, "Well, things have changed. Damn it! I had the, it's no longer just me running from a dog that's chained. I had the guy ran after me with the dog. The police came and they gave me a, a, a an, an assault thing. A, 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 what do they call that stuff?" Uh, Battery or ba- I said, what the hell is this? I called you. I'm the one. I called you. And you give me this assault or battery thing. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I said, I called you. The dang dog. This is a pit bull here. And he said, well, how can the dog attack you? I said, what do you mean? How? <laughs> When the owner the, the dog when, was on a long ass chain, and the man let the thing go, and so I had to spend six months. It ended January of this year. They threw it out, but from <laughs> J- July of twenty one to January twenty two, I'm in and out over pep. Okay. Anyhow, well, listen. Here's I got some good news for you. You can you can. Uh, Put the federal pit dogs at bay by filing an affidavit, Wahib. So you might ought to think about doing it. Uh, <laughs> I'm oh. sure sorry you went through that, but uh, listen, oh there's there's nut, there's nuts. You know, people ask me why I left the country. We don't have shit like that going on in Ecuador. Right. Right. Okay. What do you think of your boy Jeff uh, uh, Jeff Berwick down in Mexico? The Bitcoin guy. I like him. I no, like him, I like, too. I Jeff like Berwick. Berwick. Yeah, he's all right. He got out, but he got out. He saw the light 10 years ago. Well, I mean, I've been gone 14. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm new to you. Uh, uh, I met you through Ro- uh, Roger. I met you through Paget. Right. Okay. Well, Wahib, we're glad you're bored. I'm, thanks for the comedic relief there. Uh, I'm sorry you, you have I to face pit bulls, but I'm glad you had some pepper spray with you. <laughs> I don't know what made me decide to I, take pepper spray that day. Out to I never the that. Lord was working with you. I, it'd been good if you sprayed the dog and then sprayed the owner. Would have been the second. Yeah, one. so it got on him. Hell yeah! I made sure of that I, that damn thing. He he left the dog going and ran after me. This I had to run from the, the dog twice well, within that day. I mean, once pit, when it was tied to the pole, yeah. and the second time when it was tied to his hand and he let it go. Pit bulls can be really nice dogs if their owners are nice and raised them right, but they can also be extremely vicious <laughs> if that didn't happen. So, uh, yeah, that's what is something a guy you don't carrying want. a pit bull to the damn donut shop for? Why? Why would you have it tied to a pole? 
outside of the donut shop. Right. Well, obviously the owner didn't want it and allow it in the shop. Anyway, uh, Anyhow, you, yeah, go, yes. go ahead, go deal with your jury summons. Come back and visit us and give us more comic relief. And if you <laughs> if you got problems, you know where to come now. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Thank you so okay, much, Roger. Well, welcome aboard, Wahib. I appreciate everything. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. If, <laughs> does anybody else have any comedic relief for me this morning? No, but I got a question. If you could answer it. Okay. Well, I I'll try to. <laughs> Go ahead. Could you, could you explain the uh, Swains Island and Samoa how it's how that's used? Yes, I can. And, who, who is is it Surrey? No, it's Theo. Oh, Theo. Yeah, I get you and Surrey mixed up. Okay, okay. There's there. Uh, let's look at it this way, Theo. The country started out with the Articles of Confederation, right? Back in the 1700s. I don't know the date. Okay, and from that point on, the states were all considered countries okay and so they only had state citizens there was no federal citizenship there was no american samoa third status so for the first at least 90 years probably 100 years of the country almost there was only one political status a state citizen if you were a state citizen, you were uh, got your laws from God, first of all. Let's look at it this way. I want you to draw two vertical lines in your mind, Theo. On the left, we're going to put this state citizen thing, okay? And they got their rights from God, just like it says in the founding documents. You were state citizens first, and you were citizens of the United States of America, the national citizenship, where they're getting this word, second. After the 14th Amendment, the black folks who got taken off the plantation and given federal citizenship now got, instead of God giving them their rights, the federal government gives you your rights. So they substituted the federal government for God. And you were a citizen of the United States, this new second status first, and you were third, a state citizen, but only if you reside. So you see what they did? They flipped them. Okay, instead of God, state, country, it was country, uh, God, federal government, country, state, if you reside. So they flipped it. All right. So those two existed right along parallel to each other for a long time. Those are called the Jim Crow laws, the federal citizenship and the old state citizenship. In the Jim Crow laws, the blacks, Jim Crow, were the new federal citizen and the whites were the old state citizen. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Now, as they're going to get forward from the, from starting the Civil War to get these two amendments in so they can control the world 100 years later, they go about through up to the early 1900s, and they know what they're going to do. This is well planned out long in advance. And so they're going to change the state citizen to national to try and confuse you, and they take two territories, so American Samoa, and Swains Island, and they make those the only unincorporated territories in the entire system. In the entire federal system, the only two territories that are unincorporated are Swains Island and American Samoa. They didn't incorporate them because now the American Samoans and Swains Islanders have natural rights. In, in American Samoa today, 
people own their land they have a loyal title which we're talking about on here people are trying to acquire american samoans have it okay whoever owns the land determines who sits in their legislature in american samoa and today if you if you committed an abortion in american samoa they could arrest you for murder those are natural rights so they gave them that but they didn't give them 14th amendment status so they call them non-citizen nationals because they have natural rights, but they don't have federal government 14th Amendment rights. A national has both. Remember the statement, all U.S. citizens are U.S. nationals, right? So we all have a dual political status. The American Samoans and Swains Islanders only have one political status. If they want to become 14th Amendment citizens, they have to naturalize. Okay? So they did that so they could take the word national and hide it behind non-citizen national. You can see them doing it in the passport application. Okay, and they add and take away that identifier non-citizen at will to confuse you. I'll give you another example in an IRS publication, publication 519 IRS. Now, remember, IRS is not a government agency. They can lie to you. Okay, it's harder for a real agency to lie to you. So in publication 519, there's a statement. It says, a national owes total allegiance to the U.S., right? A national owes total allegiance to the U.S. What do we know about that statement? It's got allegiance in it. That means allegiance for protection, protection for allegiance. That's the formula for jurisdiction. So they say a national owes total allegiance to the U.S. What's wrong with that statement, Theo? should be the opposite should be non-citizen national owes total allegiance to the u.s because american samoa and swains island are in the federal territories so they do owe their allegiance to the u.s they don't have a state they're a territory okay and so they take and and use this non-citizen identifier to hide the other one behind it look at the oath of the passport they don't put national in there. So there's three political statuses in the country. The original state citizen, now called a national, a citizen of the United States under the 14th Amendment of federal citizenship, and the American Samoans and Swains Islanders, because they're not either one of those two. They're a separate one. So there's really three political statuses in the country right now. And they intentionally did that so they could confuse you and hide this national status one or two layers deeper. That's what's going on. That's your enemy. This is who you're dealing with. They do crap like this right here. Well, you had said something about the... the, you un- the Theo, hold on. Do you understand all that? Is that, is that clearer for you? Yes, it is. Uh, but you had said something that they... We're having a vote or something. They both jumped in to say no. They they cut it. They were going to offer them. Okay, here. Well, no, they're not going to ever offer them Fourteenth Amendment citizenship because it'd blow the lid off the whole scam. Okay, but there's been twice that court cases have gone to the court system. The first one was, God, fifteen twenty years ago, Uh, and and the American Samoans see they can't get the goodies because they're not federal citizens. They want all the goodies, and they feel discriminated against. 
you know they they migrate to the u.s they come up here to work they're they're born in the u.s they're part of it they've got an identifying tag but they hit limits if they try to join the military they can't be officers if they're out there working in civil service jobs there's only so high they can go and they feel discriminated against because of this system see because they're the they're the bait they're the head fake all right, and they don't understand that, and they don't see why they're not equal, and they can't get what everybody else is born in the U.S. or the or the territories get. All right, and so two cases, one twenty years or so ago, and it went all the way to the Supreme Court. It went through the District of Columbia appellate level, and the Supreme Court refused certiorari. Do you know what that means, Theo? They refused to hear it. They refused to hear it. Okay. Why did they refuse to hear it? Because they can't hear it. If they heard it, it'd blow the lid off the whole damn scam. And then within the last seven or eight years, there was another group. Evidently, the Mormons have been very, very, very efficient down there in in uh, uh, getting people into the Mormon ch- church. Because a lot of these American Samoans, when they moved to the U.S., they moved to Utah. So there were some American Samoans in Utah that were aggravated about the the limitations put on them, and they took a suit to the to the uh, district court in Salt Lake City. And I I saw the news stories. They came out. I got. I called the. I called personally. I did this. I called the the uh, Salt Lake City District Court. Got in there and asked them to get me the attorneys' names. There was one attorney that was leading that that was an American Samoan attorney, and the other one he had co-counsel in Washington D.C. And I got both of their names and phone numbers, okay? I called and left a message. Do you want to know why you're never going to win this case? I couldn't get a return call from the attorney, okay? So in the district, typical, this is just typical. I've been living through this for 30 years. I can't get anybody to listen, okay? So I I predicted it on the air. Here I said, the first thing that happened was, the district court in Salt Lake City ruled in their favor. Okay? So, red flag. All right? So, what happened within 24 hours of that ruling? There, were, You know what an amicus curie brief is, Theo? You probably don't. You ever heard of that, amicus curie? Yeah, it's a friend it, of the court. It's a friend of the court brief. Okay? There was two amicus curie briefs filed within 24 hours after that decision in Salt Lake City on this case. One of them was from the federal government of the United States. The other was from American Samoa. And when it went to the Tenth Circuit in Denver, they ruled against it and overturned the lower case ruling. You'll never get this case heard at any upper-level court because they'd have to rule on it, and it blows the lid off their whole scam. Right. Does that make well, sense? American, yeah, the American Samoa people are probably in on it. No, they're not that well. The people that run the island are. The people that are underneath don't, you know, I don't think. Now, what what do you think about the Supreme Court? Are their rulings, they're in on this, or they know about it? Well, they've stacked it with a bunch of these communists, this Flota Saimir or whatever the hell her name is. Uh, they they got all kinds of communists and left. Well, I mean, you know the you know who got turned down for the Supreme Court and is still pissed about it? No, Merritt Garland, the Attorney General. 
The Republicans kept him from getting his dream job so he could be an ultra lefty on the Supreme Court, and now he's gotten into the attorney generalship, and just look what's going on. Moshe Garfinkel. Yep. Garfinkel's his real last name. Of course. The damn Jew. I mean, you know, they're so proud of being Jews, they changed their name. <laughs> yeah. Okay, does that take care of American Samoa? Well, I appreciate it. Thanks. And I mean, I'm not kidding you. Go, and, and I encourage all of you to do this. Go on Wikipedia and look at Swain's Island. Hell, you're probably going to want to go move there. Okay? It's a real cool-looking little island. There's only 30-something people on it in the last census. But those are the two islands that they picked to set up this deal where they could take the, they can switch the old state citizen to national. They have these people that can't be 14th Amendment citizens. They call them non-citizen nationals and they hide it behind them. This is the magicians that run the world. This is how they think. This is how they work. And this is how they implement. This is who you're dealing with. That's why understanding this information is of critical importance because it undresses these lying, satanic bastards. Hey, Roger. Yes, Bob. I hadn't thought about this until this morning, discussing this about Jim Crow and all, but you know the American Samoan and Slains Island situation is Jim Crow 2.0. Yep. They can look at it with a straight face and say, well, you are equal. And they'll say, no, we're not. And they'll say, yes, you are, and smile. And they won't be saying that. But that's they right. Have a, they have a political status, even though that's not equal. That's right. Interesting. That's right. These are the magicians. We're undressing them right here this morning, right in front of your eyes. No, And I'm going to tell you all I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell y'all something. Nobody else has ever figured this out right here. Nobody. Now, hey, Roger? Yes. Yes, female. Uh, I know why you've been doing this for 30 years and nobody would listen. Uh, my cousin, who is 80 years old, always tells me when the student is ready, the teacher, teacher will, will appear. I, I understand. You know, I, Nadine, you probably don't know this, but I, I lived in Atlanta for 30 years, okay? And I taught for 10 years at the Art Institute of Atlanta. Okay, so I was a professional teacher for 10 years, and I, I learned that there. And I think that's true, you know. Mm-hmm. We're all ready. I've been ready, but I never knew of you. And I happened upon you with Renette Sinem. And, uh, you know, people are here, and I'm, I'm sharing. I think it's better to share a video, or is it better to share Matrix Stocks, the Matrix Stocks? Well, I think probably some of the – there's two or three of those interviews on the matrixdocs.org that that if you want to direct people to something, the Deanna Spingola interview is very good, and the Tom D. interview. Those The other ones are good, too. I'm not dissing them. I'm just saying those two are the ones I remember where I was able to cover all the important basic points in one setting without being interrupted you know i was on a lot of listeners here came from uh, sarah westall here earlier this year and sarah was great we i've never had a response like i got from that appearance by the way not even not even close all right and so uh but sarah kept interrupting me the whole time 
you know, I told her I liked conversational interviews, and so she took me liberally and interrupted the hell out of me. It was hard to stay on track, but a lot of people still got enough of the message that they showed up over here. So could you tell me the, the two that were right? The, uh, the, Deanna, Deanna, that's a pretty, you know, Deanna, and her last name is Spingola. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she, unfortunately, she's not on the air anymore. She's a, a good friend. And the other one is a guy named Tom D, D E E. And he's the guy that's running Republic Broadcasting right now. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. You just use those two. And if somebody's willing to listen and wanting to learn, they'll listen. And if they're not wanting to learn and just giving you mouth service, they won't. And, and I don't, I don't know how to, how do you do. Only thing I know is to preach to the ones that answer the call. Okay, mm-hmm. you guys, the yeah. message touched you. You went out of your way to find us. You want to learn. I want you to learn. We're going to be good friends. Okay, the other people that turn their nose up, I can't help them. All I can do is pray for them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Hey, Roger. Yeah. Roger. Hey, Sam- right. hey oh, oh, let me get Bob. He's going to button up. I'll get to you, Samuel. I know what you want to talk about. Go ahead, Bob. Have you had your second installment on Caravan to Midnight yet? No, I haven't, and I haven't heard from them, and I'm a little kind of, well, you know, at this stage of the game, Bob, I just kind of try and take everything in stride, okay? So they wanted me on the next night. I talk, Brindy and I talked. She said, we'll get you on next week. I'll, I'll do the scheduling on Monday. It's Wednesday. I hadn't heard from them. So what happened? They get distracted. Somebody get to them. I don't know. All I can do is sit here and wait. I'm not going to reach out and say, hey, did you forget about me? I want people dealing with me that want this information. I've stopped trying to force it on people. Hey, the guy that was on, uh, I'm I'm very leery of. His name is Mitchell um, something uh, Gerber, and he talks about – he sounds like he has a Chinese accent, but he's a Jew born in South Africa, and he talks about the organ harvesting in China from the Wiggers. I just thought it was interesting. He was was on our board this morning? He was on Caravan last night, I guess. I didn't listen. I saw he was going to be. All right. Well, I mean, that's a serious problem, you know. It really is. I, I agree I with all that. Who but see, who. Here, here, here's the thing. Here's what I see: is people see this information, and even like John B. Wells last week got it, you know, but they don't haven't thought it through, and they don't have command of it enough to understand how critically important this is. The base of all of it. Everything that's going on is has been them tricking you into giving them your consent so they could use and collateralize your future income. Well, there's the basis of the whole monetary system. And they could also, because they got a property right over on you on the other side, they can establish an administrative state with unelected bureaucrats to make man-made laws that apply to you. This is the root of all of it. But until you get your arms around it and understand it, you can't see that. Roger? Yes. In other words, they own you, and until you get out of that system of being owned, you're SOL. You know, it's like this. Slavery is the most profitable business in history. They've just found another way to do it. 
and you've consented to it everything's got to be voluntary that's why they've gone to all these links to turn all this stuff upside down so they can ask you those two questions that you don't know what they're asking you and you answer yes and sign something and you're basically saying yes i know there's a lot of fraud there but that's okay with me and yes i give you the consent to govern me in that capacity that's what you're doing when you answer those two questions you're giving them your consent to all of this filing an affidavit takes it away you take hold on just a second you take away your consent by filing the affidavit you expose you you become free on one side and you expose them to the bone on the other side those two things happen simultaneously with one sentence on one piece of paper to one guy that's power that's truth that's raw truth right there you know, you always heard when you're growing up that truth is a mighty, how strong it is, and that it conquers everything. Well, you've never been able to relate to that before because we live in a world of lies. Now you're coming into the world of truth. One sentence, one piece of paper to one guy, and the most powerful son of a bitches that have ever walked the face of the earth stand silent. How powerful is that? How powerful That's is that? beautiful. Okay. That's beautiful. All right. So that's in the big picture. That's what's going on. Bob, did we get you? And if not, I'm going to go to Samuel. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Samuel, tell us about True News. Yeah, for a lot of the new people, it hasn't been mentioned for a long time, so I thought I would bring it up and give you a feeling of what his show was yesterday. Um. He is probably the only source in this country that is covering what's going on in Russia. And uh, their ex-president basically quoted revelations yesterday where a third of the world, a third of the world goes away and uh, they realize they're going to lose a lot, too. But they are not going to be keep taking this much longer and and rick's feeling is that if they blow up that uh, uh nuclear plant and try to hang it on them or take out the main one of those main bridges um that's going to solidify the russian people and then they're going to give an ultimatum to ukraine for full surrender or all hell is going to blark loose the russians are already uh uh, shutting down the reactors in that nuclear plant. I yes, but we've just lined up all our holsters and tanks and everything. Not only that, in that you, know what, you know what else we just gave the Ukraine? GPS-guided artillery shells. It's the most advanced yep. artillery in the, in the United States. We just gave it to them so they can pinpoint things like that power plant. We gave them the, the the we gave the Germans the M one seven seven holsters and they've got them now in Ukraine and they're pointing them at that reactor. See, you know, that came up the other day with Thumper and he was reading all that uh, uh, G. Edward Griffin stuff about the foundations when the Dodd committee went back and went to the foundations and started asking them stuff. You know, you remember that story? Does everybody know about that? 
Okay, there was a congressional uh, there was a congressional investigation into the foundations. It was the, called the Dodd Committee, and they sent representatives to the committees to these foundations. And one of the guys that was running like the Carnegie Endowment or National Peace or whatever crap label they got on him sat down with him and said, very honest. He said, what we're doing is setting up a scenario where the United States can be merged comfortably with Russia. That was back at the turn of last century. That's their end goal, is to merge the two countries, Russia and the U.S. Now Putin in there, he's gotten the Bolsheviks out. He's turned Russia around. He's very nationalistic. They've got more resources than any other country in the world. They're totally self-sufficient. And these guys can't beat them to get to the goal of merging these two countries until they take control of Russia. They're, ne- they're not going to. Well, okay. There's, a, there's, a, there's another little point that uh, Rick brings up often, and that Henry Kissinger said that there will not be a Jerusalem in 10 years. That's right. So the, so the Israelis have got their, their, their ring in our nose, and they want Ukraine to be their new place. They do. They're trying even, even what, whatever that fag, cocaine-snorting piece of crap that runs their country's name is over there, made it public. He says, we're building greater Israel. About six months yeah. ago, he came out and made the statement publicly. Okay, and now what? So what's happened now that this war has started? Well, they won't let any Ukrainians, and they're even impressing impressing women into the army. By the way, over there now they won't. They got the border. If you get caught trying to leave the Ukraine, and you're between eighteen and sixty, and a male, they shoot you on the spot. Okay, but but guess who got flown out? All of the Jews got flown back to Israel. You know, the, the other thing is, is is Russia is saying anybody who's complicit in arming these people is also a target. So yep. that's Washington, New York, yep. Yep. London, yep. 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 Belgium. Yep, yep. I mean, listen, I listened to this guy on Monday night. Rince has got this military guy on, former military, former cop. Uh, and I can't remember Michael Henderson, I think is his Mitchell. name. Mitchell Mitchell Henderson. Henderson, and he goes over. A, he does. He writes up every week, and he reads it on the air. But but he does a real good job. He's got good intelligence uh, 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 connections, even in Ukraine. Okay, and what's happening is the Russians are vacating areas. The Ukrainians are saying they've conquered them. It was only that the Russians left. They go into the vacated area. You know, the first thing they do, Samuel, start killing everybody. All the Ukrainians. Ukrainians, women, children, men, they just start killing them. You see, the bigger picture is here, they've got to start a war because their financial system is imploding and they can't keep their arms around it much longer. They always bring wars in when they've exhausted the financial thievery they've done and they're about to get exposed. Now, Putin's not taking the bait. Putin knows who these people are. He knows how they operate, and he's playing chess with them. And all they're doing is he's giving, you know, my I have an old saying, give a monkey enough rope and he'll hang himself every time. Putin's giving them rope right now. But at some point, because of the forces behind him that are even more conservative than him, they're about over it, and there's going to be some kind of action. Rents thinks there's going to be a nuclear exchange sometime in October. I don't know whether that's true or not. Let's hope not. But you see, these bastards never quit. 
They keep pushing. They keep pushing. What are they using? Presumption, 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 presumption. Same thing they're using over here in this legal stuff that they've enslaved us with. Presumption, presumption, presumption. They just keep pushing. You got to no stop the presumption. Here. Do what? And there's no press coverage of it here. Of course not. Well, there is on certain outlets, but not many. Yeah, you got to look for them. That's why I mentioned well, actually, true. The press coverage, the press coverage is just the opposite. They're yeah. calling it a Ukrainian sure. victory. Of course, they're saying the Russians are the ones killing them. The Russian Duma is, you know, ready to put Putin, Putin out on his ear. It's all gloom and doom for well, Russia, uh, according to our press, which makes it entirely predictable that you look in the opposite direction. Sure, Putin I mean, press. You know, you know what the answer is because we know where to look. But the problem with Russia that Putin's got is there's a whole bunch of real conservatives behind, uh, in, in, behind him that are tired of this crap and want to go after these sorry pieces of crap. The, the, Roger, the other thing that he covered at the end of the show, which was also very interesting yesterday, is that there was a uh, the head of security for Twitter testified to Congress yesterday and told them that they're infiltrated by the communists and they fired them. Yeah, of course. Well, there's something that came out. Somebody's going after the the big tech companies and on a lot of this censorship stuff. I don't know the case. I don't know the parties, but I did hear the comment the other day from Robert Barnes, I think. Uh, the the judge, the federal judge that that has gone in front of has has made and, and given an order for the White House to turn over all emails between the White House and these big tech giants. Now, that's substantial, okay? Obviously, he's probably a Trump-appointed judge. I think it was, okay? And then the judge where Trump was suing Hillary Clinton was a Clinton-appointed judge, and they dismissed the case just recently, okay? So, look, the whole thing... The whole thing's been infiltrated. It's almost virtually crooked. You you got the communists in charge. You can see the results right in front of our faces every day with these stories. Okay. Now, who was sent, trying to say something? Who was the lady there? Um, it's Annie. Oh, hey, um, Annie. They distilled it. They distilled the case down to they took all the names off and just put USA. Apparently, yeah, of course. The- because communists, lions, Satanists, Zionist pieces of Sabbatean crap can't stand the light. That's why they can't say anything with this affidavit. They stand mute. The most powerful forces that have ever walked the face of the earth stand mute on one sentence, on one piece of paper, to one guy. Does that tell you how important this is, folks? You're new here? You're just listening for the first time? Does this impress on you how important what these things we cover here are? I hope so. Yes, I'm new here. If not, I don't think you belong here. But go ahead. Who who wants to say something? Roger, one more thing, and i got to go. He also said that one of the main advisors to Biden about all this crap, you know, about war, has got a pentagram uh, tattooed to his chest. Yep. And he's a sodomite yep, and a course. Satanist. Of course, he's one so. of the new new department heads for one of these agencies, one of the big ones. Yep. Monkeypox. Okay. 
monkey park <laughs> okay who was trying to say something there a second ago? yes this is john r from tacoma washington hey john i'm new here to the site yeah okay hello. well we're sorry that you have to live in washington but go ahead yeah it's a terrible so um yeah i would like to know if there's somebody that can mentor me i'd like to mentor others and um i filled out the first uh affidavit of evidence i haven't mailed it in yet but i would like to run my paperwork through somebody and i am not familiar with telegram uh, i've tried to sign up and i'm trying to learn to work that platform but it would really be helpful if i had somebody that could maybe mentor me through this process well that's why we're here john i mean you know i go over this stuff over and over again with new students the program is for people like you first of all you're in tacoma how'd you find out about us I heard about you on the Sarah Westhouse show that you're okay. talking about. Okay, great. Well, uh, have you had any other interactions with any of these other charlatans that are out there teaching this stuff, like Anna Von Reitz or David Strait? Uh, no, my no, perfect, perfect, like, perfect, yeah, perfect, yeah, perfect. I want you with a clean slate. That way I don't yeah. have to unlearn all their crap, okay? So what I'd suggest that you do have you gone back? The Sarah West all thing was good, but I didn't get to cover a lot. Sarah kept interrupting me. Okay, I wasn't going to chide her for it. All right. But have you gone to the website and listened to some of the other interviews? Yes, sir. I sure have. I heard um, the Spingola, and I got your book, uh, Sovereign to Surf. So uh, I'm familiar with what you're saying, and uh, I'm ready to process the paperwork okay well it's real simple then you know the first thing you want to do and we suggest i don't tell people what to do okay but these are the things that we've learned with their cumulatively on how to approach this thing okay so the first thing you want to do is write out a very short cover letter and take go get your affidavit notarized did you just take the affidavit the sample affidavit off the website and use that yes okay well that you don't have to have anybody look at it it's all right even the guy at the passport office told our buddy Dave, man, this is good. Oh, wow. <laughs> last week. That's not, that, that's, that's a true story. I don't know if you heard Dave related to us last week or not. But uh, you want to take that with a short cover letter to the department. Look, go on the website. There's a, a document, How to File a National Affidavit. Go look at that. It's got both it with and without a passport. Okay. Now, we now see, when you say website, are you talking about uh, your website? Well, I got two. But the one with the information on it is thematrixdocs.com. Okay. okay. I've got the matrix docs. You okay. sent that to and me, that link of all right. Well, there's a there's a document on there. I had two how-to documents we wrote about two years ago when all this kerfuffle started. One's how to escape the matrix. It's a bullet point update to my book, uh, basically a second edition, very abbreviated. Okay. And along with that document, we wrote one how to file a national affidavit, and that's got with and without a passport application. The instructions are on there. Okay. Okay. Now, so after just, you do that, we suggest, again, and, and I could go into the long story of why, but just take it as face value here, okay? So you want to send in that what we call a naked or a cold affidavit first. You want to wait approximately 20 days. I don't know a specific time frame, but what you're doing is you're allowing the Department of State to receive your first one and route it through their bureaucratic routing system, however long that takes, I don't know, and it gets over to Administrative Records Department where they will file that affidavit in your administrative file. Do you understand that we're dealing, the Administrative State 
it, it includes cabinet offices now, but certainly all the administrative agencies, over 500 of them, okay? They're a court of record. Do you understand that? They're not a court with a black robe judge, but they are a court of record, the administrative court. And the reason it's a court of record is because anything they send you or anything you respond to or send them has to be put in your administrative file. Okay. And so okay. if you ever had to go to court, if that affidavit is in your administrative file, because it's already in their court of record, you can come over and get that introduced into a regular court and it bypasses the rules of evidence because it's already in their court system. You understand the concept here? Yeah, it's great. Okay. It's like filing something on the well, county what, record. It's- well, what we're doing, we're just putting them in checkmate. We're, we're getting rid of this presumption that they operate on. Everything they do is a presumption of law. Presumption of law, if you go into Black's Law Dictionary, it says a presumption of law is based on another fact. So they come over here with the bankruptcy. They bankrupt the country fraudulently. They flip the system and bring everybody in under the 14th Amendment. But that's all done on the presumption that the bankruptcy was correct. It wasn't. It was fraud. I promise you. Okay. So then they just run forward on presumption. The only way you can stop the presumption is a pre-executed strike and stop it. And that's what the affidavit does. It stops the presumption that you were fraudulently put into this condition after this bankruptcy in a condition that runs generationally, that they've turned everything around where they can ask you, do you agree in these questions you don't understand? And you give them the consent of the slaves to be a slave. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what's happening here? Yes. Is it okay if I read uh, what I have from my affidavit of evidence? Well, if you took it right off the website, you don't need to read it. It's correct. Did you add well, I, anything to it? Yes. I you, added two paragraphs. Well, okay. What did you want to do that for? Uh, I thought it might be helpful to clarify my position. They know what the position is when they get this. Okay. All right. So All right, well, then here, here, let, me, let me give you this this concept here. The more you tell them, the more they potentially got to object to. That's okay. why we keep it as simple as possible. All right. Well, I'll just go with the original paragraph that was mentioned there in the in the paperwork that you have on the website. And then also, I added the Washington Notary Acknowledgement. Is, am I using the right one? I guess. I don't even know what that is. Some of these states have got wacko laws on notary now. Uh, let me let me add here. You don't even have to put a whole paragraph likes on the matrix docs. You can go to the uh, the site is on the matrix docs, the travel.state.gov, and there's one sentence at the bottom of that page. Yeah, it says, "I, John R. Do solemnly swear my intent to be a national, not a citizen of the United States." That's all you need to get out of this whole mess. Is that one now, sentence? A lot of us don't like to swear, so I put I, my name, and. Uh, being affirmed by God instead of being duly sworn. Okay. Declare my intention to be a national and not a citizen of the United States. That's all you need. Yep, that's it. Get you out of the whole mess. Okay. And that's their sentence from their document, by the way, John. That's great. Okay. Okay, well, thank you very much. And, 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 I, and there's two things here. They've gone to great lengths to hide this, as you're learning, Okay. layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of fraud all right one of the reasons they did that is because they understand how easy it is to get out of this 
and they understand they've got to recognize it because it's their system. You see, what's happening here when you file that one sentence is you're putting these bastards in checkmate. They've either got to recognize the system they've set up now that we understand it and we've maneuvered our way through it, or the only other option they've got is to take the mask off and be open tyrants. And they know there's billions of us and a few thousand of them. They know very well throughout history what has happened to them when these numbers are in the are are, are that skewed. Okay, unfortunately, when it happened before, we didn't hang enough of the son of a bitches. Let's hope that that's remedied this time. Yes. Okay. Because you see, here's here's the thing. It's all determined on them. All right. That's the only thing they understand. You can't compromise with them. You can't deal with them. All they do is lie and cheat. Okay. I mean, they go into their damn religious services every year and say an oath. Do you know about the cold Nidre oath, John? No. Oh. The Kol Nidreoth, there's two high holy days in the Jewish religion, Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. One is the Jewish New Year. The other is called the Day of Atonement. On, that's when the synagogues, if you ever go by a synagogue on those two days, not, not an Orthodox, but a Reform, because they can drive cars and stuff, okay? But you'll have all the Mercedes and Rolls Royces and all the crap outside the synagogue on that day. It's a very important day to them. Because they go in and they say this oath called a cold Nidre oath. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay, you may want to go look it up. I, I, I encourage people, don't take my word for it. Go look the stuff up, okay? Because now it's yours. Cold, K-O-L-N-I-D-R-E. Cold Nidre, two words. Cold Nidre oath. Up until the 1600s, I think around the time and the influence of Sabotage V, you don't know who he is either, Okay. Uh, proclaimed himself the Jewish Messiah in 1666, all right? A real wacko, a real wacko, okay? Mm. And around that time, when they used to go in on the Day of Atonement and say the Kol Nidre Oath, it was to forgive them for any lies, cheating, and stealing they'd done in the previous year. Mm. They changed it to the upcoming year. Oh, man. Okay, so they go in one of the two high holy days and say this cold Nidre oath where they can lie, cheat, and steal for the next year with impunity. This, this, this is this Reformed Judaism religion, okay? Now, you also know, and you probably don't, that, that remember when Jesus said you always want the finest seats in the synagogue? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, what they do today is in reform synagogues, especially maybe in Orthodox too. I don't know. Okay, but certainly in reform, the congregants go in and do a contract with the rabbi, an annual contract. Do you know about this? No. Okay. They have a contract with the rabbi, and they pay the rabbi, and he assigns them a seat in the synagogue mainly for these two high holy days Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah so what you got is a bunch of people that have no morals no ethics they get in a synagogue at one of the two high holy days of the year and the people that sit in the best seats obviously the best liars cheats and thieves have got the best seats and they say this oath 
where we can lie, steal with impunity for the next year so that all the other thieves in the congregation can get inspired so maybe they can get the best seats next year. Hmm. This is Reformed Judaism we're talking about right here. Okay. It was started in 1837 by the Rothschilds. What do we know about this dialectic stuff, right? Everything's always an opposite. Do you catch the title, Reformed Judaism? Reformed? Reformed from what? Yeah. To what? Well, this is who we're dealing with. See, this, this is the only thing they understand. They've put us into the position where we got to kill them because it's the only thing they understand. Roger didn't mean that, whoever's listening. No, I did mean it. I damn well did mean it. They need to grab them and start hanging their asses from every uh, tree they can get the damn noose around. It's the only things they understand. We do that to enough of them, they're going to get it. They've only done it to Leo Frank so far. Okay. I'm sorry, it's the only remedy. They're the ones that are dictating the remedy here, not me. See, now we've got access to constitutional protections. It says in the Constitution that anybody convicted of treason hangs. That's the remedy. It's in the founding documents. Mm -hmm. We can exercise those remedies now. You couldn't before. Yeah, welcome to the fire hydrant, John. How about a drink? <laughs> yeah, I know there's a lot of evil going on in this nation, yeah. What, what about oh. the Shemitah? The Shemitah, what do you think of that, Roger? I don't know. I, I've heard the word. I'm not sure what it is. <clears throat> so, something about a Jewish, it's supposed to be on the 29th of this month. And oh, what's 24th. Is it 29th or 24th? 24th? I mean. There's something big. All right, now now I placed it. We were talking about it at lunch yesterday. Actually, there's something big coming on the 24th, and I don't know. You know the Shemitah. I don't know the language. Anybody know anything about that, Murr? You're usually a a, a wealth of knowledge. You know about Shemitahs. I'm not sure if that's the exact pronunciation, but I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's called it's called the Shemitah, and I think it's a seven year. Um, that every seven years you get your um, all your every debts are are okay. um, are, are favored. Uh, forgiven, forget, forgiven. Yeah, forgiven well, they, well, these people, these people ain't letting you off on no Shemitah, I can tell you. <laughs> well, this is the this is the fifty fifty year jubilee or something of okay. it, and apparently every fifty year jubilee something big has happened. Yeah, I forget what has happened. Well, um, so that's, listen, that's why everybody's concerned with the scenario we got right now. How many different big things could happen? It, yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, which one of the dominoes is going to get pushed is going to start all the other ones? Because that's where we are, folks. I mean, that's where we are, the reality of it. I guess is the banking collapse. Well, that's certainly imminent. Book it. Okay, but China too. China's—I don't know. China may be in worse shape than we are. Quite frankly, I mean, the stock market had a really bad day yesterday. Everything dropped. 
I don't know what's going on. I don't follow that stuff as much as I used to. But everything yesterday was in the red in the stock market. Um, what, and they were cheering. They were cheering at the end of here. What was the – some company, and I forgot, this, this, that financial guy that Rents has on, not every week, but at least every other week, he owns a gold and silver brokerage firm up in Oregon. It's real good. And he, he just talks too darn fast because he's got too, so much to cover. Uh, but he was talking about some company, and I forget which one, lost 82% of its stock value yesterday. 82%. Well, nothing's really ever come of the Evergrande. No, nothing. Well, it's whatever's happening is behind the scenes and we can't see it. China's got that information cut off. The, the people are having runs on the banks over there, and they're having to take tanks, Chinese military tanks, and surround the banks. That's been going on for a month or more. So from the Habad website, uh, the year uh, will be the year 5782 after creation, which runs from September 7, 2021 to September 25th, 2022. So 24 looks like a target. Okay. So we'll see. I mean, it, it, it could ha- any of this stuff could happen any day. We're, we're that close. You got so, on top of all that other stuff, you got a critical midterm election in November that they cannot stand to let it go on because they know they're going to be resoundingly defeated. They know how pissed off the people are. And they can't let that happen. Okay. So we're we're in we're in prime false flag territory every day. Every day. So Roger, um what I think it was Mitchell Henderson, what he was talking about last night on rents was that these mortgage lending companies have dropped eighty two percent. Another one seventy percent, another one ninety five percent. But not right. yesterday. That okay. was I believe this year, okay. Uh, it was it was since the the mortgage problem, you know, just started. It wasn't he. he what he was saying was it was a minor drop in, right. in in the in their in their business or something right. and or the prices. I don't know what well, it was. Well, I'll tell but, you what uh, it is. I'll tell you what it is. Interest rates yeah, are going. You tell up. me. Thanks. All of that happened yesterday with all every market in the red because they raised interest rates one tenth of one percent. One ten. Mike McGill. Is that Harvey? Oh, Mike Mike McGill. Yeah, I'm sorry. You got it right. Um, but what he said was it didn't happen yesterday. That has happened right. over time. Right, I, but I think the, the results were yeah. yesterday when all of it accumulated and the market took a bad day because they raised interest rates one-tenth of one percent. Right, yeah. It's the mortgage market that underpins a lot of this stuff. You know, the whole thing's fraud, okay? they never, You know they don't loan you money. You don't get loan, money loaned with a mortgage. You know, y'all, y'all know that? Does everybody understand how, how, I mean, the whole damn thing's just fraud from top to bottom. How do they do it? It's based on you being a prop, having a property right in you and they're collateralizing your future income. That's the whole basis of the entire financial system. When you go in and take out any loan, the first thing you sign, if it's a mortgage, who was I talking to just then? Okay identify yourself so we can communicate who was the guy i was talking to just then about mitchell henderson uh, sorry roger i was off uh dave new york okay dave from new york, new york. Yeah. okay dave yeah. smart guy okay so uh when when you go and fill out a mortgage you ever you, you, you ever uh, closed on a mortgage dave 
Uh, no, no, but I heard it's, it's okay, so well, ridiculous. Well, yeah. let me tell you yeah. what happens. You they, go into they a invent room. invent the debt and you pay them. Well, hold on. They, you <laughs> they go get into paid a room. Twice or something. You got the closing attorney, everything in there, and they give you a stack of papers that's at least three or four inches high right in front of you. And you got to sign all those, okay? But the first one is the promissory note. So you're signing a promissory note that you promise to pay so much principal and interest so many months in the future. You've created, again, just like them collateralizing your future income, when you sign that document, you've created a future income stream of so many months. Well, anytime so I'm pre- well, presented well, with anything to sign, I walk away with it okay. and read it. Okay, well, let me finish my story yeah. here for everybody, okay? So, because there's people on this board that don't know this, I promise you. Okay, so when you sign that promissory note, it becomes what's called commercial paper, because it's a promissory note. You promise to pay this future income stream. You've created the future income stream with your signature. They take that promissory note back to the financial institution, and they put it on the liability side of the ledger. That's what the bank owes. It's a positive income stream that you've signed your name to, and they say it's a debt. Now they take it because it's commercial paper. We're under the UC. This is not admiralty law, folks. Okay? They take the commercial paper. They discount it to the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve sends them back a portion of what that end payout's going to be, and they put those funds on the asset side of the ledger. Now they pay the builder with that. They never loaned you anything. You loaned them your signature on a promissory note, a commercial paper to a future income stream, and they monetized it. Who was it said Mike McGill? Was that Theo? I don't know. I've never heard of Mike McGill. No, no, that was me. That was me. Mike Mike McGill sells gold and silver. He gives that. Oh, report. that's the guy. That's the guy that's on rents. Okay, yeah, he's pretty good. He just talks like a Gatling gun. He talks like he's slobbering all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a lot of very good information. You know, I like to listen to that hour. But um, I mean, they they have they have hypothecated this financial scam to the point where it's coming unraveled and they can't control it. That's the reason for Ukraine. If they don't have a distraction, everybody knows where it came from for the most part. That's why they create wars is when they've tapped out the financial scam and they go and start a war because in a war situation, they can just crank it right back up again. But you see, Putin's playing them. Putin's playing chess here. And the sanctions and all these things they're trying to levy against Russia because they're frothing at the mouth to get it have backfired on them. Putin is playing these people like a Stradivarius violin, folks. Roger, if I may. Yes. Is that Lisa? Or no, it's Charlie. No, it's Charlie. Yeah. Uh, greetings, everyone. Um, because uh, of the topic raised about the mortgage fraud, um, I, I really am um, wanting to share this because I was working with a friend of mine this morning in Colorado um, that she's looking at a, uh, a, um, a share sale on the house, and it's for the taxes. And I had given her, and I'm going to encourage anyone that has a home, 
do your affidavit first, okay? But look in your statute books. I know it's painful to do that, okay? But look in your statute books under um, uh, uh, bankruptcy, okay? Like in Colorado, it's under 30, uh, Title 38. The reason why I say that is because there is in every state, okay, a discharge and getting off the registrar's list for uh, county taxes. So that's one, okay? The second thing, I mean, I was trying to um, arm Adrian with this, is um, uh, UCC3, we're talking, again, as you pointed out for us, Roger, thank you, uh, law merchant, okay, which is UCC. You look in your statute books again, there's UCC um, in every state, like, again, in Colorado, it's it, Title IV. It, it rules the country. We're right. under the okay, UCC. You, okay. UCC Article Three, guys, hyphen 603, tender of payment. Um, there's two paragraphs, but the, the second paragraph, or B, sorry, um, mentions this one little word that I think everyone would know and recognize under HJR 192 and Public Law 7310 is the term discharge. If they do not do not accept your instrument, they're in dishonor. Oh, gee. That like means, they, there's any honor among thieves. That, that means sorry, what, what to, she's saying, If you, we t- touched on this the other day, if you tender payment and payment is refused, it's considered paid. That's exactly what Charlie's covering right here. Discharging debts. See, we can't pay debts because they have a property right in you and you can't own other property. That's why they took the gold away. You can't pay and own things because somebody owns you. So you can only discharge debts with other debt that, oh, by the way, you're the collateral for through the bonds and your birth certificate <laughs> and this scam. There is no money, Roger. There is no money except gold and silver and Bitcoin and stuff. That, that's real. That's Correct. Looted currency. Okay. So, Charlie, sorry to interrupt. I wanted to make that point. It's a teaching moment. You know, I love those things. No, I'm, I'm glad that you inserted that, Roger. And like I said, I felt compelled to insert this. Um, I missed the first hour because I was working with her. Um, and it's so simple, guys. I mean, we, we ourselves complicate things. And that's like I said, after I saw Roger after a 10-year gap, and putting out that two-line um, affidavit of citizenship evidence, even though I did my, my passport. I did it again with the, the two yes. lines. Yes. Because it's it's two beautiful guys, okay? And uh, right now, and I don't want to go into a lot of the details, Roger, but um, Washington, D.C. is passing my the, the, the um, affidavit and in, in, in the um, attachments, around um to all the departments like it's a hot potato so <laughs> i it i just is. want to encourage it, it is it is a hot potato thank you thank you and thank you i yield okay it is a hot potato i'm telling you we have never understood this statement about how powerful the truth is well now you understand you're starting to okay man it's powerful you got you Thank got you, you got Excalibur in your hands, kids. It's sharp on both sides. You've pulled the stone the sword from the stone right here. 
This is raw truth. They can't do anything about it. They can't rebut it. They can't disprove it. They can't even come back on you with anything. That's why they stand mute. And that's why it's being passed around like a hot potato. They're scared as hell of this. I've been trying to tell you guys this for years. Hey, Raj. Hey, Alan. How you doing today? I'm, well, I'm a little fired up, man. How are you doing? I, I'm doing good. Uh, just going back to what the fellow was talking about earlier on uh, being called in for jury duty. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would think that if he was called in to be selected and they where they seat them all in and they talk to them, you know, before the case ever starts right. to decide if they want to pick them, right. at that time, if would stand up and ask the judge if you could speak and you would spit that one sentence out yeah. in the courtroom in front of all them you would probably be gone before you knew what happened you're gonna be yeah you know it's like the old vaudeville deal where they stick a cane out and pull you <laughs> off the stage it's that kind of a thing right i think if somebody would do that that you would find out just how fast that they would get you out of the jury I, pool I, and they would talk to you alan you've heard the story you've been around for a while how harvey and i i mean i'm not kidding you and i'd forgotten about it till harvey mentioned it one day we literally shut down the 20 something story richard b russell federal building in downtown atlanta handing out fiji brochures in the parking lot they couldn't stop us because that's public property but people were coming into the courthouse and had this fiji brochure hell they shut the damn thing down yeah. You don't think they're scared of this? But I think that one sentence would be a perfect place to be used right there in the courtroom with a judge. You stand yeah. up and swear to it and, and state that one sentence and yeah. you would be gone. Well, I pray, you know, or send him if, if he, if, and I can't, I can't remember his name, if he had an affidavit on file and you don't want to go serve on the jury, there's some reasons too, if you get a chance to. Okay, really. You can throw a monkey wrench in their system, all right? But if you don't want to, for whatever reason, send them a copy and say you're a national, and and you're out. I promise you, you're out. Why? Yeah. Because they pull all the voting pools, all the jury pools off the voting rolls. That's how they're getting your your name, okay? And you're not a citizen of the United States anymore because you filed this national thing. They're not going to let you on a jury pool. I promise you. Hey, Roger. Yes, sir. This is Adam. Hey, Adam. Oh, hey, Adam. What's up, man? One can, of our newer, one of our newer students. Yes, sir. Can Miss Charlie say that uh, UCC code one more time? Three dash something. Charlie, front and center. It's uh, UCC Article Three Dash Six O Three Tender of Payment. And I encourage you to look it. Okay, and that's the rule. That's the rule that says if anybody, because this stuff's legal tender, right? This debt note that you're collateral for is now legal tender. If somebody refuses that payment in that UCC section right there, it says the payment is deemed paid. How would you enforce that, though? Well, I I don't know. I just know what it says. I mean, you know, that that's the question here of all this ultimate enforcement. If the DA puts a traffic ticket on the docket and loses his cloak of immunity, how are you going to enforce it, Joe? You enforce it by the administrative process. Well, that or trying to take them to court in their personal capacity in their courts. Okay. Correct. That's why we needed the militia. What courts are we under? Like, or what court, what court would that be under? 
I would imagine that you'd want to take it to state court because all property law is state law. Remember, there's no federal common law anymore because of Erie Railroads versus Tompkins. But all states contain the common law. That's why all property law is state law. And if you're going after somebody's property, I assume you'd start there. But I don't know. Ask Brent. Roger. Yes. If I may, on that comment. Okay, again, I I used the example last week. It's the state of Colorado. The state of Colorado is a federal enclave within the exterior boundaries of Colorado State. Right. So it's all federal. Okay, like, for instance, in in Colorado in 1964, they um, repealed every bit of the common law. The, the whole judi- uh, judiciary, yep. and they um, the only thing they they put for a common law crime is contempt, they, and they love the contempt of court. Of course, okay, but there is no common law. Okay, it's all federal. I yield. Okay, well, it's still there. It's just hot. It's just underneath, Charlie. I believe. Okay, they just veneer over these things. They can't do away with the common law on the state level because that's where the property is and all property law is state law it's veneered over and hidden it's just like this guy john ainsworth up in north carolina okay and you're right all the states have been made federal enclaves okay and i'll prove that to you in a second if i can remember but john ainsworth went up there and started north carolina state he'd been working on it 20 years okay and they they elect their own. He's the Secretary of State. They elect a governor and the key offices, and they have their own state, North Carolina State, and it's under the state of North Carolina. And he's been doing it 20 years. To my knowledge, never one blowback on him up there. Now, he's been the most successful of that, to my knowledge, of anybody in the country. People have tried it in Michigan. Charlie, people have tried it out there in Colorado at one point, and they never did do it as effectively, evidently, as John Ainsworth has done. Okay. Now, I'm going to show you where Charlie's statement's correct. Go to Title VIII, where they define U.S. national. You know, earlier in the show, we were talking about the differences between non-citizen national and national, okay? Now, this is how slick these bastards are, all right? In Title VIII, Bob knows the section, 1101 or something. 1101. Okay, 1101. It says a national is someone born in Swains Island, American Samoa, or the outlying territories. Charlie, what's wrong with that statement? This in the code. This in the United States Code, Title Eight. Somebody tell me what's wrong with that statement. A national is someone born in American Samoa, Swains Island, or the outlying territories. Outlying, ter- outlying territories. Outlying territories is the key. Because that's the states. That's where they're hiding the states under territories, outlying territories. And that's the reason they didn't put a non-citizen national is someone born in American Samoa, Swains Island, or the outlying territories because the outlying territories are the states. And they're having to put national instead of non-citizen national because they're trying to hide the states right there under the term outlying territories. This is your enemy. This is how they think, and this is how they work does everybody understand so that what i just said right there i know for new people i know it's confusing it's intentionally confusing that's why you learn more the time, inform- Roger. 
Okay, a national is someone born in American Samoa, Swains Island, or the outlying territories. If it if the outlying territories were not the states, they would have put a non-citizen national is someone born in American Samoa and Swains Island, and they'd have left off outlying territories. But they've got to put it in the statutes, so they hide it. This is how they're hiding it. The outlying territories are out from Washington. Exactly. Exactly. Do you see how slick these bastards are? Do you see what I've been trying to teach you guys? These son of a bitches are slick. Who oh, they're super so I slick. Say when they ask me, Do what now? I say when they ask me where I live, that I live in the outlying territory of California. Well, you could. You, well, hopefully, you're. yeah, you could say that. Technically, they wouldn't know what you're talking about. They'd think you were a wacko, <laughs> but you could say that. <laughs> well, I've never, I've never been called that. Uh, it's just like Theo. Theo, I want to praise you honestly and give you credit today for this incident you had over the weekend when the sheriff's department showed up at your house okay and so theo filed an affidavit he 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 notified the local sheriff they sent two deputies to his house are you a sovereign citizen are you a sovereign citizen how many times they ask you that theo three four times while we were talking and kept coming back to it when i told him that the sheriff was the highest authority on the constitution well sovereign citizens say that well, well, no, nationals nationals say it too, pal. Yeah. Okay. Or the card. But, but you see, Theo had, had been listening. Theo's a good student. Okay. How long have you been around here? A couple of months now, Theo? About that. Okay. Theo's taking, taking what I try and preach here to learn the information. He gets confronted. Are you a sovereign citizen? No, I'm a national. Are you a, four times they ask him? No, I'm a national. No, I'm a national. You understand why you have to learn the information. Do you understand? I'm just waiting for somebody to ask them what what their definition of a sovereign citizen yeah, is. That, that ask me, and you, say, well, what's a sovereign well, citizen? Well, you know, the old standard in sales is to always answer a question with a question. That'd be a damn good one right there. That's something else, Roger. Um, it's September 26th this year will be Rosh Hashanah, which is actually their rebranding of Yom Teruah, which is the Feast of Trumpets which is the day Christ was born, so you can understand why they gloss that over. We're talking about their slickness. And it will actually be 5783 on that day. So the key dates are September 26th, and then October 5th will be Yom Kippur, which is Day of Atonement. Okay. Uh, We already had uh, the 9th of Av, Tisha B'Av, on August 7th. So it's... um, uh, packed time of year as far as their calendar goes but it it gets even deeper see the first of tishri is the actual date for rosh hashanah which is the beginning of the civil year which is uh, a gloss over again as i mentioned but even the month name is changed from originally from ethanim to tishri so they've done a really a uh, good job of going over that. And then what's supposed to happen every seventh year is it's supposed to be a Sabbath year. And um, that's why, uh, you know, uh, they, in the New Testament, when they're talking to Paul, 
you know, to, to, to remember Jerusalem is because on the seventh year, uh, they can't work. They can't do anything. And so that's why they always had uh, problems with economics without getting into that too deeply. So they've glossed over that as well and changed it into something else. I don't I don't want to take too much away with, with all that. But the big date, September 26th and October 5th this year for uh, Rosh Hashanah uh, and uh, Yom Kippur, uh, respectively. Okay. You? you know, and the, the base thing is that if you just look at this one, and this just hit me, I don't know when, maybe a year ago, okay? Go the, the you got Orthodox, you got Reform. There's other schisms. They got a lot of schisms in their ethnicity, I guess, religion, whatever you want to identify it. But um, but those are the two major groups: Orthodox and Reform. Okay, and so um, hell, I forgot where I was going with. Okay, in the in the Bible, in the Old Testament, the Orthodox follow the Torah, first five books of the Bible. Okay, and the Reform follow the babylonian talmud that's that's the big difference right there but either one of them even the orthodox if you go into genesis and numbers there's pages and pages and pages and pages of begats begat so-and-so begat so-and-so begat so-and-so those are all male the only way the beatitudes the, the beatitudes the only way that you're a jew and have a right to return to israel is if your mother was a jew so how can the people, even the Orthodox, that study the first five books of the Bible claim to be Jews when in the Bible it was all passed down through the male side and theirs is all passed down through the female side? These people are imposters, folks, from the get-go. From the get-go. They ain't got no claim to the book. They get their hereditament through the maternal side. So um, the the end of this year, then, on September 24th is a Saturday. <clears throat> and in the... <clears throat> Old Farmer's Almanac, you know, they put stuff beside different dates. It says, <coughs> Lee said, no oh boy, no voice. Lee said, as soon as mended. <clears throat> so, <coughs> least said, as soon as mended. So it goes along with our affidavit. Okay, there you go. Thank you, Mer. So uh, anyway, I mean, it's just they're, they're total imposters. We had Randy on here. She's a Jewish gal from South Florida, does high-level mortgages and stuff, background checks. She came on and spent a week with us one time on here. And I, and I confronted her with that right there, that in the Bible it says all the males, and you get your lineage through your females. And you know what she said? I know. She knew. Hey, Roger, I think, I think that hold goes on, back on. to uh, – I think it goes back to the serpent in Eve. Okay, could I mean this getting way back? Okay, I'm just bringing out facts in front of you, and honestly, I've never heard anybody else make that connection right there. I've never Roger. heard anybody talk about it. Never heard anybody comment on it. Yes, who's the female? It's Annie. Hey, Annie. Um, I I heard a long time ago, so I can't really. I don't. It's like more than thirty years ago that one of the reasons was, um, because you can guarantee that the person came out. The lineage came out of the female, but you can't guarantee that the person wasn't messing around. Well, that's true. Um, and so um, they did a It's a Discover article way back, I think, in 1987 when um, they said that they were doing studies in the 50s um, about um, blood, blood studies, RH factors and all that. Right. And um, they found out that, like, 
um, nearly 30% or even higher, I can't remember the exact, but it was a high amount of the people who were supposed to have been born of a male wasn't born of that particular male. So they couldn't go on with the study because everybody would freak out. It's on the, in Discovery Magazine. Yeah, could be. I just know there's a great contradiction there. Can somebody tell me how you get your your lineage through the mother and it's listed in the Bible as the father? How can these people be the people of the book? That's my question right there. You know, with God's chosen people. Okay, I'll use Pastor Pete's line. God's chosen people, right? Okay, I'll bite. Chosen by which God and for what? Chosen by Satan. Pretty obvious. I have something to interject. You um, you do that it, occasionally. It, it's a habit, actually. My wife mentions that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. You wouldn't be aware of this, but in the after, after, after party, along about four or five hours in, uh, on Saturday, I believe, Charlie mentioned something about Paul Noman Father. Uh, seems germane, since we're talking about father and mother and matriarchy, patriarchy, etc., um, for everybody, but Charlie in particular, I didn't, I was busy at the time I was listening, but I couldn't talk. Um, my old friend, brother Gregory Williams on news with views, go to his archives and he has a particular article named call no man father. And it speaks to that very thing. Okay. And listen, you can understand this because what sabotage V did for, Okay, I guess I'm going to have to go back. There's new people on here that don't know who Sabotage V was. It's You can go look him up. They've scrubbed the Internet on a lot of You can probably find a few shorts on, on YouTube about him, okay? And it's spelled exactly like it sounds, Sabotage. But his last name is it's Z-V-I, Z-V, however, however you want to say it, okay? Z-V. Okay, this was a, a, a guy, a Jew back in the 1600s who was following an early, a hundred year earlier interpretation of the Kabbalah. By the way, I heard something on rents last night that I'd never put together. The word Kabbal comes from Kabbalah. Is that pretty oh, yeah. interesting? Interesting. Yep, yep. Okay, so he he revised the Kabbalah from what it, how it had traditionally been interpreted. Sabotage V a hundred years later knew was aware of this, and he was reading. I don't know if it's in the Old Testament or in the uh, in the Talmud, but somewhere in there it says the Messiah. You know they don't believe in Jesus. The Messiah will come back when the world is either all good or all bad. And he went, well, the world's never going to be all good. Probably knowing him and his bunch are in it. Okay, so let's turn it all bad. And that's when everything reversed. I believe this is the origins of this dialectical plan that's the basis of everything they do. I think it goes back to Sabbateanism. Okay, and so it, then it became thou shalt not kill became thou shalt kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery became thou shalt commit adultery. And, and a, 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 a fairly large, maybe 30, 40% of the Jewish community all over the world started following Sabbatai's V. It's called Sabbateanism. Okay. And one of the things that a lot of the Jews didn't agree with it. And this was one of the elements they didn't agree with. They had a night annually called the Night of the Lights, and they went in and did open wife swapping. So there may be where your father thing comes from. Okay. I'm just speculating, all right? But I know the history here. I've studied it. 
so what what you're doing now is so sabotage v died and then another jew took over the mantle of sabbateanism named jacob frank and the guy they used to have this it it was a, a a a session by a jew named barry chomish a canadian jew had gotten kicked out of israel okay and he was teaching a room full of other jews this sabbatean stuff a lot of them don't know this okay and he made the statement in that talk when it came to jacob frank i remember it because it struck me okay he said jacob frank is the worst jew that's ever lived okay so he was in constantinople he took up the mantle of sabbateanism but the the sultan of Constantinople busted him and said, you got to convert to Islam or else I'm going to cut your head off. So he did like the rest of them do, these marineros. They go into the closet and they still practice Judaism, but out front they wear the sultan's clothes. And that pissed off about half of his followers all over the world. Okay, When he retired, he retired up outside of Frankfurt, Germany, Jacob Frank was involved in the founding of the Illuminati. The Illuminati came in and hijacked Zionism. Zionism was not what it is originally from Theodore Herzl. I've seen his personal diary or the excerpts from it. He wanted the entire Jewish community to convert to Catholicism. He wanted them to do it in Vienna at the most prestigious Catholic church in Europe. He said, maybe the Pope will be there. We'll have marching bands. We'll have balloons. And we'll convert the whole Jewish community to Catholicism at one time. Roger Herzl was funded by Rothschild. Well, yeah, but I think I'm sure that he was. Okay, well, I think the Rothschilds hijacked it. Because they put him in a sanitarium at a young age in his 40s outside of Paris, and he never came out. And that's when they got this guy, Heim Weitzman, that took over Zionism. And this is what we're dealing with today. It's Sabbateanism in disguise with a bunch of people who aren't Jews. They're Khazars converted, and they're the ones that are proffering all this stuff. Those are the conclusions I've come to. Roger. Yes. Um, my comment on your comment about the lineage, I think it goes back to Abraham because it's the same encounter that Christ had with the Pharisees where uh, they said to him, we've never been under bondage. We've never been in slavery which uh, ID'd themselves right there because um, Israel had been in bondage in under Egypt, Egypt yep. but uh, uh, Abraham had two lineages, Ishmael and Isaac. Right. And Isaac uh, come the children of the promise, the better covenant, whereas Ishmael was the son of a bond woman, thus the beginning of them going for the flip because they were slaves or the slave origin of the mother. And so that's why they try to make everybody else slaves was to reverse that. And so that lineage came from the mother. Um, but they, they still claim Abraham, but they ID themselves as under the bondage. Um, even when Christ encountered them, um, 
I don't know if you see what I'm saying there, how they flipped it well, around. It, it's, confu- it, it's confusing to everybody, but let me just say this. Cliff High came out a while back, and he put an, a, a moniker on him I'd never heard before, and I think it's very appropriate, the Identity Stealers. That's what he calls them. Isn't that true? All they do is steal other people's identity and move forward, just like the Khazars used to do. Reminds me of the people that called them cuckoos. Okay, yeah. Mutton. There were three lineages. Esau was one of them, and it was Esau's people who were the elder that served the younger, so they had to live in the same place. Right, but Esau uh, married into the Canaanite lineage, and then that's where you get your uh, Edomites from. Right. Uh, exactly, but the, they all the lived in Palestine. Yeah, they all lived in that right, part of the world. And who did the Canaanites right. become? I'll throw this test question out there. Who did Phoenicians. the 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 Phoenicians? The Phoenicians were the outgrowth of the Canaanites. The Phoenicians were the bitter enemies of Rome. The Phoenicians in Carthage and all those places had open child sacrifice. Same people. Right, and that's what uh, the Northern King uh, Kingdom of the House of Israel. You had Ahab, the king of the northern kingdom, who uh, had a wife from there and thus ended up doing those types of uh, religious orientation rather than of the uh, of the Torah, the biblical narrative of God's people. And that's why God judged them and why he had the Assyrian captivity was because of their wickedness and not to mention... Uh, their religion was that of the stars. They worshipped the stars rather than getting their message from the stars. And so um, it, it's really uh, interesting how all that comes together with what we have today. Uh, you know, hey, I Roger, you take the, Roger the, the on, on oh, the- There's Gary. Gary's storming through. Gary, I'm sorry I couldn't talk to you the other day, man. I'm just busy, okay? Oh, that's understandable. So am I. Hey, I want to add, too, that uh, since you're on this subject, if you read the Bible, you'll find out in the latter days that Esau Edom is supposed to rule over Israel. If you don't know who well, true they, well, Israel they're, they're, that's that's happening right now. It's been happening since they founded the damn. I call it Satan's sandbox yeah. from Pastor Peters. That's what he called it. Well, it's, it's been happening since the Civil War. Okay. Could we talk about the death of Queen Elizabeth? What's up? What's up? What do you take on that? I I could give a flying rat's ass. Well, I have to circle back and say that the Edomites were in control uh, at the time of Christ. The head priest uh, was uh, an Edomite. Uh, Caliphus, was that his name? uh, Caiaphas. Okay. Um, um, John the Baptist was the last uh, Israelite that could have, or Levite that could have qualified for the priesthood, but he refused it uh, because all the others were imposters, and the head high priest was appointed by Herod, who himself was a quote-unquote Jew and Edomite, and so they were in control uh, back no, then. No, 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 they were, not in, they were not in control of the entire Israelite nation. They were only in control of Judah, Benjamin, and then it only had a right. small percentage of Judah and Benjamin. That's probably that right. Migrated, that migrated back to from the uh, Babylonian captivity. 
They were not entirely in control. Today, they are entirely in control to fulfill the biblical prophecy that in the latter days, Esau, Edom will rule over Israel. And well, I'll argue with you, you know, about that in Leftovers because I disagree with you. They they no. couldn't be any more in control today than they were back then. Um, no, they were way because more the 12 tribes hadn't they, been reunited right. yet. So, anyhow, like exactly. I said, I'll argue with that later. Uh, you know, the 12, 10 of the 12 tribes had migrated to what we call Europe today. Correct. That's correct. Primarily the tribe of Judah and Levite settled Germany, and that's why we demonized Germany so I, bad. I agree. I agree with Gary right on this point right there. Okay. Uh, so, no, they did not control the entirety of Israel at that time. Now, today, in the latter days, just like the Bible prophesies, they do control the entirety of Israel. Israel. Well, they're trying to I kill us. I disagree, and I can prove my point, well, but I'll do it later. Well, um, the future to. belongs to me. You're going to have to because we're just about out of time, and this is I, – I, I know this stuff's real important, but, boy, is it off the beaten path, and you get into a lot of – Oh, intricacies on this, and and you're going to lose a bunch of our folks here. So, uh, you, and I don't know that you can do an after hours on it because uh, Jim's got the platform. Maybe Friday, uh, and Brent will be hey, here Friday Roger. if you want to go into that. It's a good. Well, there's the whistler right there. Uh, hold on, Gary. Let me see. I get the volume down, and we can talk for a second, and we'll be out. Of here. This is uh, this is the result of a show. Just pipe down, Whistler. I know you whistle real good, but uh, okay. Well, uh, we're at the end of the show, okay? And Jim's going to take over, and we're going to be back tomorrow. And if you're new, I hope a lot of this wasn't over your head today because there's a lot of high end stuff. Uh, just stick around and keep listening, and you'll get it, okay? Um, so, otherwise than that, we'll be back tomorrow. It's Thursday, and see what happens then. And I'm going to go chase my tail some more. Uh, so anyway, good show today. I, I want to call it the Forrest Gump show. You know, it's like a box of chocolates. You never know which one you're going to get when you come around here. And, uh, that's about where we are. So if you had a question that didn't get addressed today, please, uh, hold it till tomorrow, come back and we'll try and address it and not get off on so many rabbit trails as we did here today, spending half the show on Fiji and a jury summons. Okay. So anyway, uh jimbo are you there thank you roger you're welcome yeah, Roger. okay well i'm about ready to turn this thing over to you today <laughs> chase your tail some more huh? yeah life is life is like a barrel of monkeys isn't it uh, so uh let's see if we can get this thing piped up here there we go where i can hear what's going on and i'm gonna be able to uh go ahead and knock us off the server and jim's gonna take over and we're gonna go from here i'll see y'all tomorrow Thanks, Roger. Take care. Yeah. All righty.